Hey, my name is Angela and welcome to the Dim Sum Diaries. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing my experience making friends on exchange, but first, let's start with a quick diary update. So this past weekend was pretty chill, I didn't really do much, it was mainly just relaxing at home, but on Saturday the weather was really nice out, so I decided to go for a quick walk around the city, and I also found out that Neil Patrick Harris is currently in Toronto filming a movie, and he is literally right down the street from my building, so I decided to walk around that area where they were filming and I got to see them shooting. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see Neil Patrick Harris, but I did see them all set up with all of their equipment, and I think they were filming a Christmas movie, so all I saw was this fake subway station that they had set up, and a little kid and a guy that looked like Santa were filming, but it was really warm outside, so they had a bunch of fake snow everywhere. I just stood around, and there was a lot of people there watching them film, so it was really cool to see all of that in action. Anyways, aside from that I didn't do much this weekend. I went to Rexall and they were having a sale on smart sweets which if you've never heard of them are just like candies or gummies that are supposed to be super low sugar or low calorie or whatever so I decided to try them because I've been wanting to try them for a while and I was going to buy like the full boxes which are like $50 for 14 packs or something like that. But I'm really glad I didn't because I got to buy all four flavors from Rexall and I tried three of them and they are not good. They honestly taste like chemicals for some reason, even though they're supposed to be like super healthy, like all natural or whatever. But I'm just glad that I didn't invest in getting a giant box of it and now I can finally stop applying for every single one of their giveaways on Instagram. As for a really good food place that I've discovered recently, my roommate bought a bunch of tubs of ice cream from a place in Toronto called Good Behavior, I think, and they sell the most amazing ice cream I've ever tasted on this entire planet, and that's saying a lot because I have had so much ice cream over the years. But my roommate bought four different flavors, I think. She got one which was like an Easter one that just had a bunch of stuff in it, like a bunch of like marshmallows, mini eggs, a whole bunch of stuff. That one was kind of random. It wasn't my favorite. But then she also got an afternoon tea one which tasted like Earl Grey tea as well as a Hong Kong milk tea one which is so delicious. I think that one's probably my favorite one. It's just super flavorful and the flavor is so on point. And then she also got the strawberry cheesecake, I think, and it is so good. There's like giant pieces of the graham cracker crust in it, as well as like a bunch of strawberry jam, and it's just so delicious. So I highly recommend it for anybody in Toronto. It is literally the best ice cream I've ever had in my entire life. 
And finally, my last update is from today. I pretty much spent my day chilling because I didn't have any projects to do today. So I literally listened to three different audiobooks today. The first one I listened to is The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Manson, which is a really, really popular self-help book. And I thought it was really good. It definitely took a very different approach to the typical self-help book. So I really appreciated the kind of counterintuitive approach that he takes towards it. And I did find a lot of the concepts really interesting, specifically like the backwards law, which is the idea that the more you pursue feeling better all the time, the less satisfied you become. And this is because pursuing something only reinforces the fact that you lack it in the first place. So I think that's really relevant to my journey of growth and self-improvement right now. And I am planning to re-listen to this book again just to take in more of the lessons. After reading that book, I was intrigued by this topic, so I decided to read The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving an F by Sarah Knight, and I didn't finish this one just because I didn't find it personally relevant to me, at least at this stage of my life, so I decided to listen to Dear Girls by Ali Wong instead, and let me tell you, this book is incredibly vulgar and explicit, which obviously it's Ali Wong, what do you expect? but it did make me die of laughter at some points and also tear up at some points and she talks a lot about her experience as an Asian American which I really related to so overall I really enjoyed the book I thought it was really funny and it was really cool to learn about her story as a strong Asian American woman in a male-dominated industry so anyways I am on a roll with all of the books that I'm listening to lately just because work has been been super chill these past couple of weeks so I'm probably going to listen to a whole lot more and I also found out that the library in my hometown has a whole bunch of free audiobooks online so I've been adding so many of them to my wish list and putting a bunch of them on hold so I'm excited to do a lot more reading slash listening Anyways, that is my diary update, and now I will jump into today's topic, which is making friends on exchange. So this is going to be the last episode, I believe, of this little exchange series that I've been doing where I focused on the six months that I lived and studied abroad in Taiwan, and it's probably going to touch on a whole bunch of different stories that I've already told in previous episodes. So like I mentioned in episode 12 where I talk about moving to Taiwan and the first few weeks of me living in Taipei, I mentioned that I did meet up with a couple of McGill students during my first few days there because they're the only people that I knew kind of going into it even though I had only met them like once during the exchange send-off event that I mentioned in episode 11. So I met up with them a couple of times during the first couple of days that I was there, but I didn't really vibe with them, mainly because they were literally all French. I mentioned this also during that episode, I think. It isn't that I don't get along with French people, but the only issue was that because they were all French except for me, like all eight of the other exchange 
exchange students that came from McGill with me were all French and so whenever they were together they would just speak French with each other and even though I can understand French and whenever they were speaking I would understand what they were saying but I just didn't feel comfortable speaking it because my French is just not that great and anyways all that to say that I just didn't really vibe with that group and so it wasn't until a couple of days later that I met the group of friends that I would actually hang out with throughout the entire exchange semester and how I met them was that before the exchange even started NTU had a Facebook group for all of the future exchange students to kind of meet each other and that led to a WhatsApp group that I joined of all of the exchange students at NTU and in that WhatsApp group people would post a whole bunch of different meetups that they were doing and so after feeling really lonely and anxious which I mentioned in episode 12 I finally decided to join one of the meetups that were happening and that was one at Taipei 101 which all of my future friend group actually attended but I only really talked to my Quebecois friend that day as well as a Japanese girl and also by the way I'm literally using everybody's nationality or ethnicity to identify them because I don't want to use anybody's actual names just for privacy reasons and I feel like nationality is the easiest way to distinguish all of my friends since they're literally from all over the planet. Anyways, after that event, I felt really comfortable with my Quebecois friend because we were both from Canada and so she invited me to hang out with a couple of people that she had met that week and those ended up being my good group of friends that I ended up hanging out with mainly throughout the entire semester and I cover a lot of this in episode 12 and episode 14 but pretty much that first week I met a whole bunch of different exchange students and I explored a lot of Taipei with them and then at the end of my second week I decided to go on my first trip around Taiwan with my first group of friends I would say and that was with my Quebecois friend, my Turkish friend, and my German friend as well as another German guy that was was also friends with us at the beginning of the semester and I'm not too sure if I get into this in episode 14 where I talk about traveling but during that first trip I actually didn't have that great of an experience by the end of the trip because the guys were making some pretty insensitive and slightly racist remarks throughout the trip that I just wasn't comfortable with but at the same time I just had to continue to remind myself to be compassionate and empathetic with their situation because it was their first time being in Asia and obviously culture shock is very common for exchange students so anyways I kind of just sucked it up and dealt with it that weekend and just hoped that they would improve throughout their exchange semester and that they would start to appreciate the culture more and for one of my friends I saw a huge change in his behavior and his attitude throughout exchange that I was just so happy to see Basically, at the beginning of exchange, he was very hesitant and resistant to adapt to a lot of the cultural norms in Taiwan because his culture back home is very different. And I was honestly worried that this wouldn't change throughout his exchange experience. 
but out of all of my friends he was the one that I witnessed the most growth from and it was so great to just see how much he learned to absolutely love Taiwan and want to learn about the culture and in the end he was actually the one who ended up staying the longest out of all of us he ended up staying an extra half a year in Taiwan and so he ended up living there for over a year and he put so much effort into learning Mandarin and being able to communicate with the locals that I'm just so proud of him he was one of the only people left even when I was nearing the end of my exchange journey and I was gonna head back to Canada soon but I just remember him really taking initiative to learn and to practice the language and I was just seeing how much he learned throughout his short time there and it honestly was mind-blowing to me that he was able to pick up the language so quickly. So it was just really cool in general to be able to see his growth throughout his exchange journey and how far he had come, especially because I kind of saw the opposite of that with the German guy who was on the trip with us who really didn't show any signs of growth throughout his entire exchange experience and that was really sad to see that this trip really didn't change his outlook on life because it probably would have helped him be a much more open-minded person. Anyways, as for the other two people in our friend group, I had my Quebecois friend who I mentioned earlier. We were able to get along really well because we were both from Canada and we both loved friends. So we went to the friends cafe that I mentioned in my last episode and we would also always go get poke together at JJ's Poke, which is our favorite spot near campus. And we would also always go to Caesarea together whenever we were craving western food and I'm just really glad that we kept in touch throughout the past year and I'm really excited to move to Montreal so that hopefully we can have a reunion soon and as for my German friend we just got along so well we had so many of the same interests and we loved doing the same activities we were both huge foodies so like I mentioned in episode 14 about traveling we had our adventures in Hualien together where we had the most amazing food adventures and when we were back in Taipei we would always get watermelon juice together and we would always go for massages together which I mentioned last episode as well and when I think back on my exchange experience it just makes me so happy to think about the friends that I made there because these are people from all around the world that I would first of all never meet and second of all even if we did somehow meet in a normal circumstance I don't think they would be people that I would ever think that I would be able to connect with and to have so many similarities with Just because we come from such different walks of life, like my German friend who I became absolute besties with is from a really small town in Germany and my Quebecois friend is also from a really small town in Quebec. Not to mention both of them were actually getting their masters when we were on exchange so they're both 
much older than me, but despite these differences in our background and in our age, it's just crazy to me how we were able to become so close throughout this exchange journey And there are people that I would literally never meet or connect with otherwise. And so this entire experience just taught me to not judge a book by its cover and to realize that we are all humans and we have so many similarities with people that we would never think that we would be able to connect with. I think this is clearest through my friendship with my German friend because despite being raised in completely different places in completely different environments, Our personalities are still so similar and we have so many similarities in terms of our interests which allowed us to get along so well and become so close throughout our exchange semesters. Anyways, those were my closest friends throughout my exchange, but I also did want to mention some of the other people that I met that I was able to become friends with and create some awesome memories with. So through my Quebecois friend, I was actually able to meet a whole bunch of friends from Poland that we went on a bunch of adventures with. And I was also able to meet our retired Taiwanese friend through her. And I talk about him in episode 14. But just as a quick recap, when we went to Hualien to go see Taroko National Park, my Quebecois friend went a little bit earlier with two of our Polish friends to go hiking in Taroko Gorge. And there they did some hitchhiking, which is super normal in Taiwan because it is very safe and a very common practice. And so they met Jonathan, our retired Taiwanese friend, through that and they became good friends and he offered to drive them back to Taipei the next day. And then after that, he pretty much just became our personal driver and one of our good friends throughout our entire exchange semester. And basically, he was retired, so he was just traveling alone around Taiwan because obviously with the borders closed, he couldn't go travel to his normal destinations like Japan. And since the rest of his family was working still, he had a lot of free time and he was always available to hang out with us whenever we needed a ride anywhere. And so for a bunch of the trips that I mentioned in episode 14, Jonathan was the one who drove us there and showed us a whole bunch of attractions that we probably wouldn't have known about otherwise and so he kind of acted like our local tour guide as well and so we just built a really awesome friendship that just literally came out of the randomest hitchhiking experience and so I love telling that story and we all still keep in touch with him. We have a group chat with him in it where we always update each other on what the situation is like in each of our home countries and Jonathan is currently killing it out there as an actor in Taiwan. He is starring in a whole bunch of different commercials and I'm so glad that he has found this new hobby to pass his time because before he would just go to the park and feed birds all the time 
but at least now he has some acting gigs that he's got lined up, which is so cool. Anyways, aside from Jonathan, some other friends that we made was a group of friends that we would often go clubbing with. So basically before this school semester started and we were still exploring Taipei, we did a trip to the Taipei Zoo and there we posted it on the WhatsApp group and asked if anybody was interested in joining us. And so two girls, one from the States and one from France, as well as their Australian friend, who actually left Taiwan early because his university back home recalled him due to COVID, joined us for that trip. And then after that, through them, we were able to also meet two of their friends that were in their group, who one was from Canada and the other from Finland. And so the girls were all in a really close group of friends that we would meet up with to do more nightlife activities. For example, we would go clubbing with them and then we also went to the secret bar that I mentioned last episode with them as well. And also when I talked about going to Brass Monkey for a birthday party, it was for my Canadian friend who I would actually end up island hopping with at the end of our exchange semester. So we were able to have a lot of adventures together during that as well. And we actually met up with the entire group of the girls when we went to Kenting for our our final beach vacation after the semester had ended. So essentially our friend groups would merge very often throughout the semester and so they became our really good friends as well. And speaking of the long 10-day trip that I took after the semester had ended where we did the beach vacation in Kenting first and then island hopping around Orchid Island, Green Island, and finally in Taidong. I mentioned in episode 14 that we said a lot of goodbyes during that vacation because a lot of people were heading home. So during that vacation, I said goodbye to pretty much all of the girls in that other friend group that we would merge with really often, as well as a Korean guy friend who came with us and a Polish guy friend that also came with us and also my German friend. So obviously I said quite a few goodbyes. I think I said six even before we got to the island hopping part of our travels. And so with the island hopping, it was just me, my Canadian girlfriend from the other friend group, as well as my McGill friend who is from France, but also Canadian. And so the island hopping in Orchid Island and Green Island was three Canadians all together, which was a lot of fun. And we ended up being some of the last people who stayed in Taiwan. So we hung out a lot during my last month in Taiwan. Anyways, my McGill friend became one of my closest friends as well during exchange and that was because we had three out of our five courses together and so we would sit together in all of our classes and then we would also study together afterwards as well so we got really close throughout the semester and then obviously we went on that long 10-day trip and he was with me from start to finish of that trip so we got really close throughout that as well. And then again, he was one of the last people that was still in Taiwan at the end of my exchange and I had already stayed pretty long. So aside from him, it was just my Turkish friend and those were the two guys that I hung out with on my last night in Taiwan. 
So in terms of other NTU exchange students, those were pretty much all of my closest friends that I made during my semester abroad. But I also wanted to mention the friends that I made at Thrive. And I talked about this a little bit in episode 12. But just as a quick recap, my mom's Taiwanese friends in Canada have a nephew who is living in Taipei and he invited me to go to his church. And so through that, I was able to meet a lot of new people as well. And it was an international church. So I got to meet a whole bunch of people from different backgrounds and different walks of life as well, which I really loved. So aside from my mom's friend's nephew, who I was able to connect with because he had also attended McGill and we had a lot of mutual friends, he also introduced me to a Taiwanese-Brazilian girl who ended up becoming one of my really good friends to this day. We still keep in touch as well. And I also met my Malaysian guy friend through Thrive and also my Filipino-American friend who is actually a famous TikToker in Taiwan, which is really fun. But I met all of them through Thrive, and one of the great things that I think really helped me build better connections was that a couple of months into my exchange semester, because of everything that was happening with COVID and all of the fear surrounding that, Thrive decided to split into small groups rather than one big church service. They would break up into small church services that would meet up at different houses so that it wasn't like 60 people altogether. It would be small groups of around 10 people. And this was very helpful for me because I was sort of intimidated to go to Thrive when it was a whole bunch of people. So it was really nice to just go and get really close with a smaller number of people. And so I was really able to build strong relationships within my small group And we would meet up on Sundays, but also throughout the week because our group was the group that was closest to campus. So it would be a lot of people who went to NTU. So I got to meet a couple of local students, which was awesome. And then I also met people who were working in Taiwan as expats. And it was just really nice to meet a whole bunch of people through Thrive that all spoke English and I could connect with as international people in Taiwan. And we even had outings sometimes, like we went to go get pho because I was craving pho so much. And my Filipino-American TikToker friend recommended a place that served LA style pho or like North American style pho which is what I'm used to and it was so good and then with my Taiwanese Brazilian friend and my Malaysian friend we all went to go eat at BBQ chicken together which is this Korean fried chicken chain that is super famous because it's in all of the K-dramas so that was a really fun adventure that I went on with them But anyways, all of that to say that I met some amazing people during my exchange and created so many incredible memories with all of them that I will cherish forever. I'm trying to do my best in keeping in touch with all of them and hopefully if I do get to go back to Taiwan soon, I'll be able to meet up with at least some of them. But I think in general, I just love that this 
exchange experience really pushed me outside of my comfort zone in terms of the people that I surround myself with and I was able to meet so many people from all over the world and all of these different backgrounds that I wouldn't have been able to meet otherwise and I was able to build such strong bonds with these people that I wouldn't even think that I would share similarities with. And I definitely think that this is one of the best parts and most important parts of going on exchange is to be able to create connections like this and friendships like this that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. And this whole exchange has just really inspired me to push myself outside of my comfort zone more, whether that's moving to a new city or a new country. I've learned that even though it can be hard at times and there are times where I felt really lonely and anxious like I've mentioned in previous episodes, but despite that discomfort, I'm so glad that I did it and the experience as a whole was so rewarding for me that I'm grateful for all of the discomfort that I experienced because it allowed me to have such an incredible and life-changing experience. So with that, that is pretty much going to sum up my entire exchange series that I've been doing on the podcast. I'm not really sure what I'm going to talk about next, but stay tuned for more episodes. I post every Tuesday and Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. And feel free to follow me on Instagram at the Dim Sum Diaries podcast. Thank you for listening and have an amazing week. Bye.